Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts, bro. Here we are again, Sharon. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, are you? Good. Bit of a cold, brisk morning this morning. Mmm. Bit wet. Threw another doona on the on the bed last night. Did you? Mmm. Soft. Chilly? Soft. I know. I, 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 Grand I, final week. Hmm? Grand final week. Grand final week this yeah. week. The big GF at Perth, yeah. Optus Stadium. Yeah. Doggies taking on the Demons. Yeah, they are. So you'll be watching it at home? What's that? You're watching it? No I doubt. I will be. I will be. And uh, I'm not sure who I'm going for yet. I'm going for the Demons. You are? 100%. They haven't won since the 50s. Yeah. So. Doggies are, I mean, nice to see both. You know, but yeah, it would be, yeah. Either way. Demons haven't won for, a, as you say, many years. So yeah, exactly. So. Good to see them get up. Should be good. But um, looking forward to it. Yeah, and we've got a special guest on on the show today, Brad. All the way uh, from from Florida, the Florida. US of A. Yeah. Mm. So uh, our guys, um, we'd like to introduce uh, the lead ninja sales training marketing, Gene Slade. Gene, welcome to the show. Welcome. Hey guys, good to see you again. Now, mate, you've done so much, um, you've achieved so much, and you've got so much information to share. I didn't want to sort of give a bit of a spiel like I normally do at the beginning because I wanted to hand the reins to yourself and let you sort of tell us a bit more about Gene Slade and what you guys do. Cool. Uh, that'd be my pleasure. So I started out in the heating and air conditioning business and I was 11 years old. My father owned his own heating and air conditioning business in Michigan. And when I was 11, he said, boy, if you want food, you want clothes, come to work. So I did. And uh, I carried his... Yeah, I carried his tool bag for probably the first year and a half or so, maybe two years. Uh, by the time I was 13, we would roll up to a job site. He would take the furnace. I would take the air conditioner. We'd meet in the middle. And uh, we were two jeans in a truck. You guys ever heard that? Two chucks in a truck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were two jeans in a truck, man. We were the cheap guys. We'd put our hand on the suction line when it was beer can cold. We were out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, are the days. Yeah, I mean, we didn't know any better. Yeah. We had no idea. I mean, you know, you don't know what you don't know. That's true. right. Yeah. So by the time I was 15, uh, 14, 15, I was ready to lead jobs. And so my father hired a 19 year old to drive me around and be my helper. And uh, then at 19, I got I became an installation foreman at a mechanical shop, a big one. And then at 21, I got into sales and absolutely fell in love. I mean, uh, with the money mostly at first, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Because as a young man, that's how you're motivated a lot of times, right? Yeah, you got to go yeah. out there and get that, that, that scratch. But um, it's, it's evolved quite a bit since then. So I spent probably, oh gosh, I don't know, I'd say seven, eight years in sales, broke some records, had some fun, nearly quit the air conditioning business because I didn't know anybody selling more than me. Yeah. And if there's no competition, then what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, I found these guys down in Florida that were actually doing really well. Guys that were doing two, two and a half million dollars a year at that time. This is back in, gosh, 2005. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I got to go run with those dogs, right? I got to go learn what they're doing. Yep. And so when I showed up on the scene and the day that I showed up on the scene, the big dog left and went to <laughs> Tampa. <laughs> <All right. Okay. laughs> 
like crap, man. I'm, yeah. I'm locked. I'm locked in for six months with these people, right? Because I got a, you know, they paid for my moving expenses and everything. Yeah. Six months later, that guy recruited me to go up to Tampa, and we built a big company up there. Uh, at, at the height, I was about seven and a half, eight million dollars there, and I was in charge of forty-two technicians. And I would do the training every single morning. That was my job. I was the the general manager and the sales manager. And uh, I ended up, uh, I wanted to start my own company. I mean, who doesn't, right? When you're a technician, you you don't realize the grind that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. For anybody out there that, that is thinking about starting their own business, I'd recommend you get a book, especially if you're in the trades called the E-Myth. Yep. by Michael Google. Gerber Michael Gerber, yep. and Ken Goodrich. Yes. All right, there's a there's a version by the two of them and it's it's tailored just for you guys. Yeah. And it'll make you think twice. And if that book doesn't sell you on not doing it, it's probably right for you. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. That's wrong. So so um <clears throat> I ended up starting my own company. I got fired because I passed my mechanical contractors exam. I accidentally passed it. I didn't buy the books or anything. And I just went and took the test and lo and behold, I got a passing grade and I had never expected to. I was just going to see what was on the test because I was planning to start a company in the future, maybe a year or so off. Yep. And well, my boss found out I passed that test and the next morning he came in and canned my ass. Right. I was out. Yeah. And the unfortunate part was I had a five week old baby boy, a woman who had just had major surgery and I had a non-compete for 50 miles. So, uh, so what, what did he can you? Uh, because I passed my state exam. Right. So in other words. And somebody, yeah, he was afraid I was going to compete with him. Compete with him. Right. Right. And I had no, no ambition to do that, which is why then I picked up and moved 150 miles south. Yep. I wanted to not burn bridges and maintain them as friends because I knew that in the future they could help me. So I went down to... To, to Southwest Florida, started a radio show there uh, for generating leads. That was one of my secret sauces. That made us the 59th fastest growing construction company in the country. And um, we won three Inc. Magazine awards there. I ended up exiting that company six years and one day after I started it for a nice seven-figure profit. And uh, went into semi-retirement. <laughs> you know, I, mean, I mean, I had a non-compete. So what the hell do you do? You know, this is all I knew. Mm-hmm. All I knew was contracting. And uh, I mean, I'd done plumbing too, because my, my, my uncle owned a plumbing company. Uh, but at that point, I decided I would start Lead Ninja, that I would sell my radio shows, and that I would train the technicians how to go out and close maintenance calls and service mm-hmm. calls. I started out my, my career in the equipment sales side of the business. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes that teach that, mm-hmm. but nobody really figured out how to make money in the maintenance side of the business. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I do today. I, I help people go from $300 average tickets on maintenance and service yep. to $1,500 average tickets in less than 60 days yeah. and $3,000 average tickets in six months or less. Mm-hmm. So massive impacts on the businesses. I mean, just think having a two or $3 million company, you're leaving... You know, we could do the simple math. I have this conversation with contractors all the time. Here's a question. On, on any given company, let's say if they got a $300 average ticket on service and maintenance, how much money do you think they're leaving on the table? What do you say? Oh, well, as in... I think it's unlimited, really. I mean, yeah. I guess 
depends on what question yeah, you're but asking. What would you say the minimum is that they're leaving on the table? If I got a three, four, five hundred dollar average ticket, what's the minimum that I'm leaving on the table on every call? When you say leaving on the table, you mean you're not you're not getting I'm going in there. I'm I'm going in there, I'm fixing the problem and I'm getting the hell out. I'm not doing a full inspection. I'm not talking about search inspection. Yeah. I'm not talking about UV lights or filters or hard start kits or any of the other stuff mm. that, that client would really benefit from. Mm. So well, how much are we to... leaving on the table? Just with one product, let's say. Let's say we did sell multiple, but just if yeah. we could just get one little tiny product. Yeah. You'd well, have to be signing at least five hundred bucks minimum. Oh my God. Let's cut it in half. Yeah. Let's be real conservative. 250 bucks. So yeah. I'm talking to a contractor here locally. He's got five technicians mm -hmm. running three calls a day. What is that? 15 calls a day? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Runs at least five days a week. That's 75 calls per week times 250. Can you, can you help me with that number with that math? Is that, <laughs> is that $12,500? Yeah. 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 That's a lot of money times 50 weeks let's say we close the company for two weeks yeah how much is that Six hundred twenty-five thousand. Mm -hmm. yeah in in, in money that, that we're that's... just leaving there we could just pick it up yeah, yeah. if yeah. we just open our mouths we could pick it up if you just learned how to sell a surge protector on every single call and do you or think the equivalent that, of one do you think um when you say selling it i mean sometimes it's just merely asking the question yeah, do why you don't know? you have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you have one of those? Do you think you yeah, can benefit not, from not this? Not even would you consider, not even yeah. would you consider a surge protector? Yeah. I, I want to know why the hell it's not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, that brings in the herd and pack mentality again. Mm -hmm. If I'm used to seeing it and it's not there, why don't you have surge protection? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Did you know that we get over 1 million cloud to ground lightning strikes a year here? And that yeah. when that happens, we get in-home surges? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that when you get a surge, that your compressors and your motors can glow cherry red on the inside? Yeah. Do you think that's good? <laughs> right. Do you, what do you suppose that does to the reliability of the system? Right. I'm going to give you a couple more for the audience. Cool. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to finish it out for you so that you guys can roll the tape back and you can steal this from me. All right. I'm going to give you guys, if you're a technician out there, I'm giving you $100,000 in income right now over the next five to 10 years, just giving it to you. Okay, so write it down. So we're gonna roll it back. Do you think that's good? They're gonna say no. What do you suppose that does to the reliability of your system? Yeah. <laughs> probably reduces it. Mm -hmm. And the lifespan probably reduces that too. Mm -hmm. Have you ever bought a new compressor, Mrs. Smith? Yeah. So then you weren't aware a new compressor is about $2,500? Can you see now why all of our customers just get surge protection instead of replacing expensive compressors and motors? Yeah. You want me to do it for you then? Like, it, 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 this is one of the big problems that I, I was hoping we could talk about. We are throwing up on, on our customers, aren't we? Mm, yeah. We want to let them know that we're smart, that we know what we're doing. So we begin to talk technical, don't we? Yeah. When in reality, you don't talk people into buying stuff, guys, right? Yeah. Right? If you ask questions and you listen, the client will tell you how to close them, mm. right? But my, the, my strategy, the way that I go to the market is I teach technicians, instead of giving information, I teach them how to give it in the form of a question. 
so the client can't drift off on you. Yeah. yeah right. right. Have you guys ever been in a house with a, a customer and you're, you're, you're talking about a system, maybe it's an older person over, over 65, 70, 75, mm-hmm. and they just, they just love to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're sitting there shaking your head. You're looking at your watch. You know, you got another call going on, but they won't shut up. <laughs> and about five minutes passes and you realize you didn't hear a word they said because you drifted off. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Think that ever happens to our clients? Of course. Yeah. And, I, and as, as, a, as a client myself, I mean, like an example, if, if I ring up an IT guy and I start talking to him about what I need for my computer, and he starts yep. talking about the giga jewels and the storage and then this and that, my eyes glaze over and I'm just like nodding yeah. away, nodding away. And the end, he says, what do you think? I go, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you confuse the shit out of me. A confused yeah. mind always says what? Yeah. But if he said to me, I've got this piece of a advice that we could, or equipment that we can put in your system that will stop people from hacking you and taking all your money. Exactly. I go, yes. Okay. I'll take I'll four. That. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. So I, I, my wish is that people will roll back the tape later, write that script out, memorize it and use it on every single call. And I promise you, you will call me back and you will have increased your income at least $10,000 a year, maybe yeah. 20. Yeah. At least yeah. that's ten to twenty thousand dollar raise you can give yourself if your company's on performance pay and they'll pay you to sell a surge protector. Yeah, the difference yeah. between someone, a tech that goes in there and just does his filter cleans, does his you know, service, and he's he's out the door. Yeah. The difference between that guy and the guy that is there to, well, you call it up, so whatever you like, but to offer those additional products. Um, What's the, mis- the, what's the missing ingredients between those two guys? Is it just between education? the guys that do and don't? Yeah, they're sold. Yeah, they're already sold themselves. Yeah, they already believe in it, right? And that's why I start out with search protection because it's secular. Yeah, they, they, uh, there's one behind this television. There's one, a battery backup and search protector on this my computer, the camera that's over here. Like, I mean. Everybody knows about it. So it's not something that's difficult and most technicians are sold. The biggest reason they don't sell IAQ is because they don't believe in it. And they're shopping out of their own back pocket. Mm. They're shopping out of their own wallet. They can't afford it themselves, half of them. So, and they're not experiencing it themselves. And the contractor's not making sure that it gets in their houses. That would be a requirement if I owned an air conditioning company now that you have indoor air quality products, surge protectors, stuff like that on your house so that you can go to a client's house and go, I got it. Plus, what if you are offering a client something like this and they're like, do you have it? What are you going to do? Lie? Mm, yeah, yeah, that's right. That, you can't do that. You no. can't lie. <clears throat> yeah. So surrounding so it out, getting back to the kind of the story, um, after that, I ended up starting to do sales training all over the country. Now I, I fly around, I do on-sites, occasionally that list is very small of people that I will work with on on sites. Uh, They have to be able to afford a six figure price tag. Mm -hmm. I also have um, ride along people that work underneath me that will go out and jump in a truck with technicians Mm -hmm. and they'll show them the process. And when we do that, it's like 30, 35,000 bucks to have one of those guys out, but they guarantee that they won't leave until you've hit 50, 55, $60,000, whatever the deal is that we Mm -hmm. work out. Yeah. So we guarantee to get you your money back while we're there. 
Yep. And we teach your technicians how to do it. We do events. I've got an event coming up here at this new place uh, in October. Um, there's virtual training online. I mean, the, the product scheme is incredible. Uh, and we just added, I've been, I've been studying for six months and I just got my certification. I'm now a Grant Cardone 10X mentor, speaker, and coach. So one of the first two dozen, I believe, in the world. Yeah. Oh. So now I'm licensed to wow. teach grants content. I, I have it in my brain now and I'm able to mesh it with what I do. Mm-hmm. And my God, I mean, things have really taken off. Yeah, yeah. So I that successes for Grant Cardone. I, I listen to Grant Sounds most mornings on the yeah. way into work and the way home. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, he's a beast, he an absolute brilliant. beast. I mean, yeah. if you had the chance to be involved with a billionaire like that, wouldn't you? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Right? So uh, I was super excited about that partnership. Yeah, yeah. Just going back to what you were saying, um, teaching the techs how to, how to sell while they're on the job. Um, yeah. So do you, when you're training uh, that the, those principles, do you get um, do you get much kickback from the techs for that while they're doing that, or, or do you get around I, that by by educating them? I am really good on selling them on each and every individual product that's on their truck, and I do that on the very first day that I show up. We get a list of all the things that they can sell. And I asked them, you know, if you go out and you find a situation, is this mandatory that they put this in? Is it going to need to be done in the near future or is it nice to have? And then why? Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't believe how many of them, their mindset starts to shift when I begin to ask them questions and sell them on the products themselves. Yeah. yeah. And so that is the biggest key that I've found in training technicians is getting them sold themselves, getting that belief level up. If the belief level goes up, they'll take one on the chin for you, Yeah. right? Yeah. If the opportunity is there for them to make a good amount of money, yeah. but, and owners will get pissed off at me out there about this, uh, but, and technicians will too. Technicians, I don't think you should be paid hourly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you should be paid based on the success and productivity that you bring to your company. Mm-hmm. And owners, I don't think you should pay hourly. I think you should pay performance pay. And I think you should pay between 15 to 20%. Yeah. I think yeah. you should be priced so that you can charge, so that you can pay 15 to 20% for whatever they sell and install mm-hmm. while they're there. Mm-hmm. You're not saying that with equipment, right? But if I go out and sell a UV light at a 65% gross margin, company made good money and my commission's taken care of in there. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. Right? Yeah. So they got to get sold themselves. And yes, I do get pushed back, 100%. Mm-hmm. And it's usually from the guys who have been in the trade for 30 years. Yeah. And um, the thing about me is that I look a little bit younger than most of those guys. Right. And they don't realize I've been in the trade for 30 something years. Yeah. So yeah. I can tack with the best of them. Yeah. Right. So I will begin to speak their language and I will ask them questions. Like, for instance, let's say you're a super technical guy and we've got a blower wheel that's dirty. And I ask him, is that mandatory? Something that'll need to be done in the near future? Would it be nice to just clean it? Would, would it be nice to have near future mandatory? What, what categories that fall under? Is it like, uh, probably something in the near future? And I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. well it could cause some problems could well yeah it could is it causing problems and he's like well it's working and i'll go did you know that that you can just one thirty second of an inch of buildup on that wheel will reduce the airspeed by 20 percent yeah. like no i didn't know that what happens when i have a coil that's supposed to get a thousand cfm across it and only gets 800 um you don't get as good a temperature split what else is not happening inside of that coil that's supposed to happen inside of the evaporator 
coil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And he'll go, oh, it's not evaporating all the way. And then what happens to that refrigerant? Does it go back to the compressor in liquid or, or, or gas form? Well, some liquid. Does the compressor like liquid? He's yeah. like, no, it doesn't like liquid. You've ever heard the sound it makes when it's getting liquid? He's like, yeah, yeah. Does that do permanent and irreversible damage to that compressor or not? Hmm. And they're like, yeah, it sure does. So how do you feel about that blower wheel now? Hmm. Do you feel yeah. like it's mandatory that they have to clean it? Because how much is a compressor? Hmm. Right? How much is a compressor? So would you, is it better? Are, are you doing something to your client or yeah. for your for client? Your client. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, 100%. Right? So they think they're doing something to them because they're not getting the proper training. Yeah. And it's our fault as contractors for giving them a, a device and sending them out into the field without a proven method to bring back that sales 70% of the time or more. Mm -hmm. Because yes. you're going to go out and piss customers off. Technicians are going to want to quit on you. They're going to be under stress. It's not a good situation. So mm. this is the one of the hugest problems in our industry is don't have the right information getting to our people. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, so, so in in essence, um, you would be saying to people, don't worry about doing your fifteen jobs a day and in and out, in and out, in and out. You slow it down. You do your five jobs or whatever it is a day. Spend some more time, and 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 do the right thing for the customer. I can only run one and a half calls a day last time I was in the field. Yep. 1.5 on average. Because when I show up there, I camp out, right? I do a full inspection. I'm inspecting the property for at least 90 minutes most of the time. Yeah. Because I'm looking for everything that is yep. wrong. I don't want to come back out next six months from now and then go, why didn't you share that with me last time? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm going to do a full inspection and then I'm going to present everything. And I'm usually there. I mean, probably two, two and a half hours before we're, we're closing on anything. And then I got another three, four hours after that of putting shit in. I mean, you know how long it takes to put in $10,000 worth of air quality equipment on one yeah, air yeah. conditioner? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so you're doing, you're doing that on the first uh, visit. Hell yes. Yeah. 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 This is how, this is how I built my, my air conditioning business. We didn't sell an air conditioner for two years. Yeah, right. We were strictly a maintenance company. Yeah. And uh, I was forced into it. I say I wasn't. You're not forced into anything in life, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I started losing about 10% of my customers a year. And I went, shit, I spent a lot of money on those people. Mm -hmm. And 10% of those customers on replacements was probably a million bucks a year. Mm -hmm. So I went, you yeah. know, now I guess I got to bring on installers. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. did not want installers into the mix because I, I was an installer and I knew the the other installers that i hung around i knew the breed yeah right? yeah installers are the most underlooked underlooked asset in the company mm. if you gave an installer surge protection and remy halos and you incentivized him properly and you told him exactly what to say and i could teach them how to do that in a four-hour class yeah. I could have them pulling in five hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars on every single installation they went out to, making anywhere between fifty to five hundred bucks for themselves, and bringing back double the profit, double the net profit that the company would have made. Mm. It's called second money. Yeah, yeah. It's significant. It's um, yeah, huge. And it's you know you talk about maintenance and the gold mines that are potentially out there, um, and yet. 
there are so many air conditioning businesses that treat maintenance like it's you know just something you've oh got to do. Oh my god! And and yeah. they'll, they'll send they'll send the apprentice out there. You just go do the maintenance. So so old mate goes out there and he he just mindlessly does what he got to do. Looking at his clock, changes a filter. He's, he's signing in, pissing off down to the in, shop to get some, out. a yeah. can of coke, and comes back and that's that's what he does. But yeah, as you say, yeah. You've got to have your eyes open looking for opportunities. Most people don't even know that there are $15,000 at least worth of things that can bolt onto a heating and air conditioning system that can allow it to be used as a whole home freaking hospital cleaning type device. I mean, you guys, do you realize that all of the air in these systems, all the, no, all the air, all the air in your house, from the floor to the ceiling, one end of the house to the other, all of it goes through that heating and air conditioning system in about 15 minutes when yeah. it's on. Mm, yeah. So you got four cycles an hour, 48, God, I mean, how many hours are there in a day? Nine, 24 times four is what? Is that 96? Better than oil. Yeah, 96. <laughs> 96 times a day, we could actually purify and clean the air. You think that might have an impact on anybody's life? Yeah. and what about the, the the like i'm an air quality freaking guru or like like maniac water quality too but did you know that like breathing that stuff in allergens mold mildews things like that that it causes stuff like depression sneezing itchy watery eyes like yeah. loss of sleep loss of smell loss of taste That's sinus fair. infections or yeah. trip to the doctor or time yeah. waiting in waiting rooms like it, it like the list is like, it's like a hundred negative side effects long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, do you guys and use, a lot of it um, comes from the medication. Sorry, yeah. Jay. I was Go gonna ahead. say, do, do, do you, um, with your air, air purification, are you looking sort of basic around fil filtration? Is that what you're? Oh my gosh, no, I'm attacking everything. So I'll give okay. it to you real quick. So I've got like seven or eight different stages of it. First stage would be a media filter or an electrified media filter. Mm -hmm. We know what that takes care of as particulate. Second stage would be an ionizer to take the small particles, make them big particles like snowballs or mm -hmm. snowflakes into snowballs. So the filter can catch the small particles that are in the air. There are UV lights or system sterilizers as we would call them. Yeah. Normally three of those in each of the air conditioning systems. A Remy halo would be stage four. Stage five would be a HEPA filter. Stage six would be humidity control. Could be adding humidity, could be removing humidity, could be both depending on the client. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then after that, we would go look at crawl spaces if they needed to be encapsulated, put plastic down, mastic the seams, mastic them at the top of the rim joists. And now we've separated the crawl space air from, you know, the air that's going into our house. You throw in duct sealing on top of that. Um, you throw in a positive pressure ventilator so the house can't go into a negative pressure. We're up to $20,000 right now. Yeah, yeah. $20,000 without touching anything on the heating and air conditioning system not mm -hmm. one part yeah 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 and, and if you would if people would go out and just put this in front of a customer and just learn how to present it my god people would be so happy mm. like your customers your customers why is it that the people who spend the most money with you are the happiest yeah well, that's true yeah yeah because yeah, why is it it's, it's true it's true but why yeah. Because they're getting their, they're getting uh, satisfaction uh, yeah. out of out of the the product that they're getting, because they paid a decent price. 
yeah. they're getting benefits. Yeah. They're, they're getting invested. benefits in their life. They're getting convenience. They're getting energy savings. They're getting better health, right? They're getting convenience mm. with warranties and things like that. Mm. The people that spend the most amount of money are always the happiest. Isn't it the people that spend a hundred or $200 and give you the one-star reviews on fucking Yelp or wherever yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope it's not a family show. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. All right. right? Um, but for crying out loud, yeah, you're so right. why yeah. not, why, why not put that stuff out there, attract the avatar that, that, that you really, really want. That's yeah. going to be super grateful. That's going to tell their friends. I mean, yeah. crying out loud, I sell a $10,000 air quality package. It's $6,500 in gross profit after I pay my salesman and I pay for the equipment and I got $6,500 that came into my business like that. I got to do two systems in order to get that kind of cash flow. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Profit flow. I should yeah, say yeah. profit flow. Yeah. And it's, so, uh, we have, uh, I mean, in our country, and I'd probably say nationally, we have a, a, a um, mentality that you've got to be the cheapest. No. You know, and it's just wrong. It's horrible. Yeah. Guys, if you can't sell an air conditioner for $15,000, you can't sell one for 8000 Yeah. Yeah. You can't. So it just, I want you to ask yourselves if somebody says your price is too high, what are you actually going to say to that person? Like, that's not an argument. Yeah. <laughs> People just it's, don't know how to handle this stuff. They're going to nah. say the same thing. Well, do you, you want, you do want good quality work, right? We're going to yeah. do it the right way. Mm-hmm. You want yeah. the good parts on there, right? You want good equipment, right? Everybody says that you don't, you look the same as everybody else. And that's why you can't get 15,000 bucks for a system. That's why you're stuck at 7,500 or 5,000 or whatever the hell it is, because you don't know how to explain the value of your worth. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And what a client is going to get. And you don't look like you're worth it either. Mm. Look at, look at some of the people in our industry. They don't look like people that you should be paying a lot of money. Yeah. Come on. You got four buttons down on your shirt. You ain't shaved in four freaking days, right? Not, not, not like I have, but um, like you're going into a customer's house. You got a script, a beard that's all offset. You know, you got stinky breath. Come on, man. Present yourself well. Yeah. Tuck your yeah. shirt in. Yeah. I used to have my, my uniforms tailored. Yeah, right. Like seriously, I'd spend 13 bucks a shirt to have them cut. So they were like a fitted shirt and I look like a military man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and while my company, while I paid my company's rates to have them laundered, I said, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna take them over to platinum dry cleaners. I'm gonna have them put double starch on them. And man, these things popped. I had 13 of these <laughs> oh, things. And when I walked in, I looked like a million freaking dollars. Nobody yeah. looked like I looked when I went in there. And I, I'm convinced that that's one of the reasons people bought from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that yeah. um it's it's a really valid point because we often talk about on the show, like you get these people that are they're, they're on Facebook. They do these campaigns and they're trying to try to outdo everyone in terms of price. And if that's all you've got to to hang your hat on, you're in trouble. Because you're going that, out of business. It's that race to the bottom, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you're going out of business. And people just they undervalue their their worth. You know. Um, I think it was I forget who it was that said that if you can't be the cheapest. There is no advantage to being the second cheapest. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. You might as well be the most expensive. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. when I opened my company, I made sure I did the market surveys. I collected quotes. I made sure I was at least 10% higher than the highest competitor because I wanted the objection. Your price is too high. 
I would yeah. much rather that than somebody question that they weren't getting charged enough, right? Yeah. Plus, I mean, I've been doing sales for 20 years. I love the price objection. It's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody should love it. Yeah. It's the, I want to think about it that you can't handle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, smoke screen. We're yeah, talking yeah. about Grant Cardone. Um, he talks about his closes and handling those objections. What's, which one's your favorite? Uh, have you seen enough to make a decision? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll literally ask it within the first 60 seconds of somebody get on the phone with us. Mm-hmm. They'll call that. So one of my favorite things is that he doesn't hide the price ever. How many of you guys go out in the field and you wait until the end to give the mm-hmm. customer the price? Cause you're so afraid. I got to build enough value up front in order to justify the price. And then they get the price and they're still disappointed. Why don't yeah. you give it to them up front and let them be disappointed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So how much is a new air conditioner? Um, I'd love to get you that information. Can I also get you terms and finance payments, you know, finance arrangements? No, no, no. We just want to do that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, They, they, the best system we've got is $16,000. Have you heard enough to make a decision? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, of course they haven't, right? (laughs) But at least they've heard the the price and I've asked them to buy and they're going, holy shit, $16,000. What do I get for that? Yeah. Now, guess what? I get to start building the value in it. And then I'll ask them again, three, four benefits later. Have you heard enough to make a decision? Or have you seen enough to make a decision? If I'm on a presentation on a computer? Uh, yes, I have. Cash, check, or credit card. Yeah. Right? Uh, let, let's roll. Let's do the deal. Their salespeople are savages, man. Yeah. I've learned a lot from them, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and if they haven't, if they're not ready... It's the price, the person, or the product, right? And which one is it for them? Drilling well, down is to, to, to Grant talks about this a lot. He said, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the number, but most people, I think it's better than 50%. I want to say it's 80% of people that don't buy, don't buy because they're not on the right product. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if you're quoting somebody, if you got a premium, an, op, an optimum premium deluxe and basic, four different systems, and you quoted them the premium system, and they're not buying before you leave out the door. Why don't you ask them? Hey, quick question for you. Would you consider to go going up a model, maybe getting something a little bit better, something you'd like it even more. You just told me no to 12,000 right? yeah, yeah. or, or possibly, or possibly even going down a model, maybe saving yeah. yourself a couple of thousand, uh, maybe getting something that, uh, maybe just doesn't have quite as good a warranty on it or something. Mm-hmm. How does yeah. that make me look? Yeah. I'm not interested in getting the most money out of you. I'm interested in finding out what's right for you. Mm -hmm. So you got to make sure people are on the right product. And you do that utilizing questions in the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. But still, you might not be on the the right product because it might be a price concern. So guys, stop reducing your prices. Start taking stuff away or ask them, you know, you got to figure out what it is when it's a price objection. They say, man, that's a lot of money. Um, You can't really answer that. Yeah. You got to say something like this. You got to say something like this. Can you say more about that? Yeah. (laughs) Let them expand. Yeah. Right. Then they'll tell you something like, well, I bought one seven years ago and it was like five grand less. Or my neighbor just bought one three weeks ago and it was two thousand less. Or I only budgeted 10,000 and you're at 12,000 because the answer to all of those are different. Mm. Again, this is why we got to listen, ask a freaking question, shut your mouth. Listen to what the client says. They'll tell you how to close it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, one that I often will use is um, when he says, uh, well, yes, you can pay a little, you can pay less and end up disappointed or pay a little bit mm -hmm. more and get what you want. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I, lo I love it. For sure. I, I love it. It's yeah. good. Um, we could we could keep going about this. I'm just um, wanted to ask you um, for those people out there currently who are in lockdown, and we have a few states in Australia that are currently locked down. Sure. Um, and and in a in a and world of pain at the moment for a long time. They have been in for a long time. In fact, one of our states here um, is has got the record for uh, yeah. consecutive days in lockdown. But anyway, um, those are guys, essential workers allowed out. Uh, well, I think they are. Air I think, I think they are. Yeah. Down or, yeah. Okay. Are, are they allowed I, to replace I, systems and shit like that? I, I, I don't think, think that. Well, they may be able to replace if it's an essential yeah. thing, but there's no uh, maintenance or no sir. Uh, so I don't know general servicing and maintenance. I don't servicing. think is allowed, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, if it's a if it's a breakdown and it's a replacement, I reckon they are okay to do it. Mm. I don't think okay. they can go and put new systems in. I think that's Got the rule. It. I could be wrong, but I think that's yeah. it. Yeah. But so continue with your question. So so for those that are sitting at home and um, are not able to go and work and bring some money in, perhaps those that are self-employed, what should they be doing right now, sitting in front of their laptop at home in preparation for perhaps when the restrictions are lifted? What should they be doing right now, do you think? They should be. You guys should be educating your clients. You should be on Facebook, shooting a Facebook Live every day. You should be shooting an Instagram every day. You should be putting videos on YouTube and building yourself a YouTube channel. You should show people um, how to change their filters. You should do, do, do like a different kind of video every single day um, for 60 days, right? Yeah. And then maybe go back through and do them all over again, right? And pretend like nobody saw it. Yeah. Just pretend like nobody saw it. And then when, when people do begin to see it, when they do begin to comment, make sure that you are social. It's called social media. You have to respond to people. You have to react. You have to comment back, right? Yeah. That yeah. builds affinity, right? Yeah. So I would start building your audience right now. I would also be offering quotes on systems. Has your system not been performing well? Um, do you, is it not keeping up the way that it was? Um, is it miserable in lockdown? Are you not sleeping well? Listen, we do free Zoom quotes, right? All you need is a mobile phone and uh, the Zoom app, and we will walk you through everything. You can quote that. I've got people here in the States that are doing this. They've got salespeople that do nothing but work from home. They never go out in the field ever. One, one friend of mine who's got people in different states that actually have been selling for him. Yeah, so um, I would be talking about that, that stuff. I would be talking to them about indoor air quality. Mm -hmm. I think that's essential. Yeah, yeah. Especially that's now. Air quality. Especially yeah. now. Who's not going to say that's that's uh, essential? Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you guys um, three magic questions that you can use in marketing, and you can use them while you're in the home. Okay. So the way that I do it is when I'm done with my greeting, like in the beginning, I greet my customer, I let them know the process, I have them take me a couple different places, I gain cooperation. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and start your tune-up now. If you'd like to watch you, that's fine. If not, that's okay, too. And I'll go to walk away, and then I'll go, oh, by the way, what are you doing right now to protect your home and your family from airborne bacteria, virus, things like that? And they'll be like, I don't know, wash your hands. <laughs> wash so hands. here's question number two and the three magic questions. So no one's consulted with you 
on how to kill the airborne bacteria and virus in the house? Mm -hmm. No? Is that something that you'd like for me to do for you before I go? Mm -hmm. Now, I've just gotten permission to share that information with them, mm -hmm. right? Um, you can do a, ver a version of that on the Facebook. How about you get on and start talking about some of the negative side effects of breathing in allergens? Hey, are you, are you suffering from this stuff right now? This is stuff that's free, yeah. right? This is stuff that's free. Build your Facebook following. Go mm -hmm. through the people that you may know. See who's in your town, mm -hmm. right? I've built my Facebook following over years just really by going through those people you may know and seeing, is this really somebody that fits my avatar? Mm -hmm. And if it is, friend request. Yeah. I'll let them start seeing my stuff for six weeks to six months. Build a following. Next thing you know, they're calling me up going, you know that thing that you do with the sales guys? I need you to come out and do that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So social media is the best thing that has happened to entrepreneurs. It is a free TV channel. Yeah. yeah. All you've got to do is be a little entertaining, give people some value, and then ask for something in return. Yeah. yeah. Right? Ask yeah. for them to tag somebody. Listen, I'm going to do this video for you, but out of, uh, out of as a thank you, would you please just tag somebody down in the video that lives in our area? That way, maybe somebody else can benefit from this and see it too. Once they tag somebody, go to that person. If they live in your area, add them as a friend. Yeah. Okay. So more guerrilla style marketing, yeah. but on social media. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I would be finding replacements that way. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder yeah. how many people are doing that on Facebook. Mm. I would show, I'd show them how to break their own system. So it was essential that I come out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and this is all very valuable information. And, and it's all, I mean, like you say, it's, it's low, low cost. You know, in fact, half of that it stuff you just talking about is zero. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to watch Netflix or you're going right. to get on the damn computer or your phone and, yeah. and do some business. And it's, and it's too right. easy to slip into that habit, habit, isn't it? You know, instead of being active and proactive. Um, when coming out the other side of this uh, lockdown business and when we start to get back into the workforce again, for those that do uh, are running small businesses or running their own businesses, what would your advice be? What would your next step be um, to, to get things cranked? Thinking. I'm not sure I understand the question. So the lockdown ends yep, and yep. we're able to go back we're out. Back. We're hitting the workforce again. So we, we, need back to, out there. we need to be smash first, it now. Yeah. Be first and be aggressive. Yeah. Be yeah. first and be aggressive. Um, raise your prices. Raise your prices 20, 30%. Give your people an opportunity to make some commission on some of this stuff. Yeah. Right? Just be aggressive. Uh, don't stop doing that Facebook stuff when this all, you know, you're, you're building momentum and it takes a while to do that, but you got to keep going. It requires yeah. action. And if you're not posting, Grant, Grant says that, that our problem as business people, our number one problem is obscurity. Mm -hmm. Nobody even knows that we exist. Yeah. My yeah. biggest problem is that 7 billion people on the planet don't know me. Yeah. My biggest problem, if they knew me, I would be able to make a bigger impact in the world. I would be able to change more people's lives and I would get everything in life that I want as a result of helping those people. Yeah. 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 So don't stop. You can't start something and stop it. Even if you got to hand it over to somebody else, even if you got to put all 60 of those videos in a damn Google Drive 
and have somebody every single day upload one to Facebook and put the copy on there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Be consistent. Yeah. And yeah. give, give to people, give, 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 give. You can't give too much. People are not going to fix their own shit. That's true. You can show them how to fix it, but they're not going to fix their own shit. And the ones mm. that do probably going to mess it up. Yeah. Probably going to call you out there to, <laughs> you know, to it's fix it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. 100%. And there's a saying we heard a lot this week. If it is to be, it's up to me. And I like that yeah. because it's yeah. up to us to get shit done. You know, if you, if you, you want to bring more work in you've got to get out there and, and get it yeah be careful what you speak mm -hmm. this is huge right i don't know how many believers we've got out there but the bible says that the tongue has the power of life and death right we either speak life into our life or we speak negativity we speak death into our life so even if you're having a negative thought don't say it mm -hmm. don't put it out there your words are powerful. You're using the law of attraction 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether you know it or not. Yeah. If you don't know anything about the law of attraction. It's as real as law of gravity. You get te technicians out there, buy the book, The Secret, start studying about the laws of this universe. They are infallible. Whatever you focus on, you get more of. Yeah. So if you're focusing on lack, if you're focusing on scarcity, there will always be not enough. Yeah. Yeah. But if you go out there into this world after this shit's, you know, done and you go, there is abundance. There is more than enough for everybody. Um, that kind of attitude will attract that kind of person to you. Mm. Right. That's what we need. We need yeah, those yeah. same kinds of people. Yeah. And then I, I would also weed people out too. I'd fire somebody probably immediately. <laughs> Make an example <laughs> of them. Make sure everybody knew that I was that I was serious about business and we were going at it. Yeah, yeah, it's time yeah. to go. And then last thing, do daily training. Yes, good advice. Yep, yep. 20, 30 minutes a day. Start your day that way. Don't pick up the damn telephone or drive your truck to a customer's house without knocking the rust off. You get rusty in 12 hours. True. Yeah, true. That is crucial for anybody's success in the future. Yeah. Crucial daily yeah. training. Good idea. And, and I, I have no doubt that you like reading books. Uh, no, I like listening to them more you're than I like books. reading. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's but good. I do read. Yes, I absolutely 100% read. What, what's, what are you listening to or reading at the moment? Oh, sh like four or five different things. Uh, the I'm listening to the 10X rule again. Um, Guilty. I'm spending, I'm spending more time today um, training on video than I am reading. The last mm -hmm. six months have been mainly an hour or so a day of just being on the computer, uh, going through licensee portals, things like that. A lot of the training the grants put together over the last 30 years, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm diving deep into it, taking notes, expanding my training. Yeah. Um, so most of my time is spent like that. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody should spend 30, 40, 50, 60 minutes a day on improving themselves invest in yourselves first guys yeah. don't 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 be thinking you're going to go out there and buy an apartment complex or buy a flip or something like that put that money back into yourself focus on increasing your income right focus on increasing your income instead of investing and then begin to live on 20 to 30 percent of that income mm -hmm. yeah yeah until you've got money to put into some other sort of investment yeah but yeah, invest yeah. it in yourself first Good idea. 
And I think you're right. I mean, um, you know, people say, I don't have time to sit down and read a book. Well, there's no excuse now because you've got, you've got, you can listen to it in their ears. You, you, know, make, to work or, you make time for yeah. things that are important to you. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. All right, so don't tell me you don't have time mm. when you were driving down the street listening to some country song. Don't tell me you don't have time when you're laying in bed at night and Netflix or Amazon or Hulu's on. It's bullshit. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your family. Success is your duty. Get off your ass and start working on yourself, for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. Add something to the community, right? Be, be a contributor, not a leech. Yeah. Come on now. Good advice. Yeah. Good advice. Mate, this has been a really great chat. Um, but I just uh, wanted to before okay. we go, go ahead. I just wanted to touch on your on your YouTube channel. Okay. I've had a bit. Of, I had a bit of a look at it the other day. I haven't had a, a, a lot of time to look at it. But how long have you been doing that? And um, you know, can you give us an idea of what you do on there? On my YouTube channel? Yeah. So just more of this stuff. Uh, it's all of my free stuff. Yep. Right. So the first four years, all I did was give like Grant talks about just giving. I just put out a video, put out a video. Every one of those videos that's on Facebook took me at least 12 hours, including editing of my own personal time with me sitting behind editors and stuff like that. So they were expensive. I probably spent one hundred thousand dollars just editing and putting out YouTube videos. You can't see every one of them, but you can probably see 60 or 70 right now. If, if, if I didn't have any money to invest in myself, truly didn't have any money to invest in myself, and I was in the trades, I would go to that YouTube channel, I would subscribe, I watch every damn video that's on there because there's so, there's enough on there for you to double or triple your income. Yeah. Before yeah. ever having to do business with me, before ever buying my cheapest product, which is $3.97 a month, yeah. right? So that's, yeah, there's so much out there for free. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So do it, guys. What yeah. is your YouTube channel? Oh, uh, hell, I don't know. Just my name. Oh, Gene, Gene, Slade. Just Slade. Gene, Gene Slade. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you'll, they recognize my face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after this, after they seeing will. me on this. Right? <laughs> yeah, after seeing me yeah. on this. I'll have, right. another three, I'll have another three followers, right? There you, right. there you go. There you go. Well, there's two here. That's right. <laughs> right? Yes. Woo. It's worth it, man. Yeah, yeah so uh, before you go, though, before yes. you go, Gene, we want to jump into the next little segment that we like All to right. call keeping it cool in the hot seat. Keeping it cool. Are you ready to go? I don't know how cool I'll be, but we'll see. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Let's roll. All right, guys. So uh, here we go. Keeping it cool in the hot seat. Uh, with us today, we have Gene Slade from Lead Ninja Sales Training and Marketing, Brad. I like it. And um, Gene, well, this is where we ask a series of uh, fun type questions. Your shortest one word answers would be great. Uh, we'll okay. see how we go. Are you ready right, to go? Right. He's looking worried. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, right. I'm always worried with this part of the podcast, right? Because I don't want to look stupid, just like no, everybody else. Right. Right? Exactly. My fear is being embarrassed. Well, exactly. We're terrible with maths. You want to pick it up on now. So. <laughs> Ask All me right. a math question. <laughs> All right, Brad, hit the clock. Here we go. Bang, here right. we go. Uh, Gene, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be? Endurance. Very nice. I like it. Deep. 
Um, if you could be a superhero, who would you be? I'd be Mr. Invisible. Okay. If a song described a work ethic, what would what would the song be called? Overdrive. That's cool. If you could sit with one celebrity or famous person for a chat, who would that be? Grant Cardone. Look, it's time to tell you. You're killing it. Yeah. <laughs> when on vacation, Gene, what's the first thing you pack? Mm, I would say that would be my shoes. Your shoes? Okay. Yeah. Bit of a collection? Yes. Yeah, I like <laughs> shoes. I like shoes. I like sunglasses. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And fast cars. Fast cars. Um, fast women? If, 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 no. if Hollywood made a movie about your life, Jen, who would you like to play the lead role? Oh, man. Ben Affleck. <laughs> ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah that would work. Really? I can see that. If you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, what would that be? Chicken Kiev. Okay. Nice. Um, if you had a time machine, where's the first place you would go? Mm. I think I would go back and I would see Jesus as a 13-year-old teaching in the temple. Okay. All right. That's deep. That is. Um, name one thing everyone looks weird doing. Brushing their teeth. You've heard that Fro before. Frothing it up. Yeah. Frothing. Um, if, have you ever had a sick day when you weren't really sick? Yes. Okay. Your favourite swear word? Fuck. <laughs> and Gene, <laughs> you really got behind that. That was good. Yeah, and Gene, yeah. Gene, your porn star name? Porn star name? <laughs> oh, holy shit. Uh, I don't even know how you create one of those. First, uh, first streets, first pet. Yeah, that'll be. Okay, okay. Um, Ormond Buckus. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. That'll be. I'd buy that one. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very good. Oh, yeah. well, we got through those, mate. See, that was, that was pretty famous, yeah. wasn't it? No, it's great. I love it. That was good. <laughs> oh, mate, well, we have thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show, mate. You're an absolute wealth of knowledge, and we'd love to uh, speak to you again perhaps one day down the track Please. just to dig a bit deeper. But um, Go ahead and great. put it on the calendar right now. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll do that. And, and, um, Whenever those, you want. And for those who want to get in touch with you, Gene, uh, we've said YouTube, type in Gene Slade. How else can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LeadNinjaSystem.com, TheLeadNinja.com, and one of our many funnels or ads that you'll be yeah. seeing very, very you soon. Can, you can literally awesome. type in your name and you'll be plenty you'll be everywhere. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kept on <All> everywhere. Right. <laughs> Jane, thanks again for coming yes, on the thank show. Thank you. We, we really appreciate you. your time. Go back to your six kids. I hope you have a nice evening. Yeah. Go and have a, have a day. I appreciate it. Go and get Thank you for helping us to get the message out here. No worries, no worries mate. mate. Thanks so much. <laughs> Take it easy, mate. And, Thanks. And guys, um, for Bye. anyone wanting to get in touch with us, Brad, how do they do that, please? 
Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> all that stuff. And, all uh, yeah, so, podcast.com. Yeah, we want to say thanks to the uh, listeners for, for listening to, for, I think this is episode 48 now, right? 48, nearly there. It is, yeah. yeah. Almost a half ton. Yeah. And um, so until the next episode, Brad. Arrivederci. Bye, guys. <laughs> That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool.